the word. When God enlightens you and shows you what it is, it empowers you forever. Hallelujah. So our key scripture has been Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. So take your Bible, just in case you don't know, I'm sure a lot of you know Romans chapter 10 verse 17. Should I ask somebody? <laughs> Amen. All right, so Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, the Bible said, So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That means that the power of the word of God is channeled through the pipeline called faith. And it's imperative for every one of you to have faith. Because without faith, you will not please God. You will not make God excited about you. Without faith, the word of God becomes a literature. It becomes the philosophy that is studied in a master's program or in a theological class. It becomes a myth. That's why when people take out faith out of this word, they begin to say very terrible things about the word of God. It says a collection of stories in medieval times. or They have very interesting things that they will say about the word. The reason is that they have not connected the word by faith. Because immediately you connect this word by faith, it becomes alive. It becomes active in your life. And everything you see in this scripture, it becomes alive and it literally jumps out of the book and comes into your heart and changes you into another man. Tonight, God will change you in the name of Jesus. God will touch you in the name of Jesus. God will empower you in the name of Jesus. That which you thought had been closed, it will never open. You have pulled it off and you think that this thing will never come to pass. Tonight, it will jump out of the book. And come into your spirit, man, in the name of Jesus. He said, the spirit entered into me when he spoke to me. And I've told you that faith comes when the spirit behind the word enters you. Glory to God. I can tell you things. And the reason why you will not take it serious is because the spirit behind the words I'm speaking to you, you didn't receive it. So it's not you hearing the word. It's you believing the spirit behind the word. And thank God for the Bible because God cannot lie. And he's not going to start with you. Somebody say amen. God is not going to use you as the first guinea pig experiment. He has been existent for thousands and millions of years. He's the ancient of days. He's not going to start an experiment with you. And this Bible has never failed anybody who had believed in it. And you are not going to fail in the name of Jesus. And every need of yours is connected to this book. And when the spirit behind the book comes into you, you begin to operate it. It comes alive so that nobody can take it away. That's why we need faith. To live for the just or the justified one or those who have been called or those who have been uh, uh, justified. Amen. Those who have been accepted, those who have been received, those who have been declared righteous, they will live by faith. They will live by this word. Ha! In the name of Jesus. You will do exploits. You will take territories. I remember many, many years ago when I was in first year and when the first year, first semester results came in, I was like third from the bottom or fourth of faith from the bottom out of a class of 48 students. 
I was literally going to walk away with a pass. But I thank God for the word. Somebody say amen. There was a man of God I used to listen to. And it was that man of God's messages that brought me out of that dark place. Because when I listened to it, it inspired me, pushed me and propelled me and told me I can make it. So I'll go to the fourth floor, Republic Hall and next. And I'll go to George Amwaku's room. George, do you have some new tapes? He said, yes, then he will give me one. Then I'll go to my room and play and replay because faith cometh by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. And as you are hearing and hearing it, you don't know something will enter into you. And when that thing enters you, it will change your life forever. So I was somebody who was failing in first year. And at the end of third year, I was in upper, second class upper. By the word, I said by the word. And by the time we were closing sixth year, I was the top of the top of the class. How? How did I do? Somebody didn't study mathematics. Somebody who didn't know how to draw. How did I become top of my class? This word. You will be encouraged tonight. You will take up that challenge and you will finish it and accomplish it. In the name of Jesus Christ. Shout a believing amen. Glory to God. Kindly sit down. So I will continue from where I left off. I'll, I'll just, so from verse 13, I'll be, I'll be recapping from verse 13. He said, for the scripture said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That word saved there is to be delivered. So when we talk of sa- talking about saved, it, we don't only mean eternal life. It's God bringing you out of trouble. God bringing you out of a situation. God delivering your soul from dogs. God Gathering your emotions that had been scattered by somebody. God putting you back together again. That is called salvation. Let me hear your amen. Say, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Then he continues the next verse. He said, how shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? That means that for you to be able to call, you must believe. Calling is the action behind the word that you have believed. If you are hungry, you will naturally go and eat. The action of hunger is eating. So when you believe God, you will call on God. Somebody say amen. Very soon, some of you, you begin to wake up and pray at midnight. Why? Because you have gotten a revelation. The spirit behind a particular kind of prayer has come upon you. And you wouldn't struggle doing that. Glory to God. So he said, how can they believe on how can they call on him in whom they have not believed? Verse 14. And then how can they believe on him whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without a preacher? And how can they preach except they be sent? So we had the preacher, we had the hearing, we had the believing, and then we have the calling. So it's in stages and in phases. But as long as you expose yourself to the hearing, the believing will come. And when the believing comes, the action will follow. Oh, hallelujah. One of these days, you will rise up and say, I'm not a failure anymore. I'm going to change my life. That project you've postponed and you've put on hold, you've put it on the back burner. You're going to take it back because something has come upon you that will cause you to believe that you can accomplish it. Glory to God. So hearing, hearing, hearing. And then he said the next verse. He said, behold, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach 
um, they preach the gospel of peace and break glad tidings of good things. Then the next 16, he said, <laughs> but they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So it's a series of events that culminates in you hearing. After all the arguments, he's saying that, look, all I need to get you to, the place I need to get you to, is to expose you to hearing. And as you are sitting here, something will enter you. Because what you are doing essentially tonight is exposing yourself to the hearing. And as you are hearing, the spirit of God will come upon you. And that power will carry you forward in the name of Jesus. But I found out that the hearing only comes through vessels. He said, how can they hear except they be a preacher? And how can they preach except they be sent? So everyone who is sent to preach becomes the channel through which the hearing will take place. So God has designed such that hearing will always come through a vessel. And whoever is bringing you that message is a preacher. Don't forget. He said they preach good, uh, they preach the gospel of peace and they bring glad tidings of good things. So it's not only preaching good news, it's bringing you good tidings and glad tidings. Hallelujah. So God has ordained that for every one of us, for us to hear, there must be a vessel prepared. Let me repeat what I said. I said, for us to hear, there must be a vessel prepared. I don't care whether it's a human vessel, whether it's Jesus, whether it's an angel or the Father himself. He's ordained that hearing will come through someplace. I said it will come through someplace. After all, this Bible was a collection of hearers as the roots. So hearing would only come through a preacher. And the reason why he says it will come to a preacher because a preacher is a gong gong beater who is telling you there's good news. Gong 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 gong. The chief says, I should let you know that tomorrow at 6 p.m., all inhabitants of this village, from the river to the north, everybody is invited to a night of party feasting in the house of the chief. Hallelujah. That means that when you see a preacher, he's not carrying any bad news at all. Otherwise, he cannot be a preacher. Look at what he said. He said he preached the gospel of peace and brings glad tidings of what? Good things. Say good things. Say it again. Say good things. So a preacher is somebody who is coming to you with good things. Today, may you carry something along in the name of Jesus. So when we say a good thing, we are not talking about anything that will cause you to be discouraged, despondent, despaired, or discouraged. We are saying things that will cause you, your heart to be glad so that you can go forward. That is a preacher. So God has ordained that faith, which is God's channel, will come to a vessel who only comes with good news. So in the case of Mary, we see Jesus, the angel. So the angel is a preacher. It's a Hail Mary. Thou art highly favored and blessed. You shall have a baby. Hallelujah. It's a blessing. So who brought the good news? It was the angel. He was a vessel that God had prepared to bring good news. So listen. There are people God has prepared to change your level. 
to change your story. Everything you will need to know to change your level and your story must be heard. And it will not come through a microphone without a preacher. It will come through a man, a vessel, speaking to you into your life for you to receive that faith. Are you hearing me tonight? So you see, in this whole equation of faith, a human vessel is critical. A human vessel is very critical. Not only human, even the angel of the Lord that came, to, he was also a vessel, a preacher. She, he, the angel brought her good news. Jesus. Also, when he speaks to us, he is a preacher who is bringing us good news. When the father himself also speaks, he's a preacher bringing us good news. Amen. So I want you to understand the very, very importance of a preacher. Say a preacher. Come on, say it again. A preacher, a pastor, a, whoever it is that God sends your way, he is the vessel through which that blessing is going to come. Without the preacher, nothing will be heard. And without hearing, nothing can be believed. And when nothing can be believed, nobody will pray. Nobody will call on God. Nobody will believe on God. Are you following me tonight? So the human vessel is critical. And so don't despise it like your pastor in your church, your leader. God would always speak through a human vessel. And so in the equation of getting faith, you always need somebody speaking to you. Somebody speaking to you, like I'm doing right now. What I'm doing is preaching good news and glad tidings to bring you to a place where you can receive a kind of faith for what your problem is or whatever your situation is so you can overcome. Somebody say amen. And you know the interesting thing about faith is that faith is for you. Faith cannot be shared. Faith cannot be shared. My faith, I can share with you, but in the day of need, I may not be able to be there to help you. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So that's why God wants you to develop your own faith. So anytime you hear the word, you mix it with faith. You hear the word, you mix it with faith. You hear the word, you mix it with faith. The gospel preached unto us was also preached unto them, but it did not profit them not being mixed with faith. In them that heard it, in them that heard it. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 2. So anytime you hear the word, you are mixing it with faith. When you say amen, you are mixing it. When you say hallelujah, I believe you are mixing it. When you say I'm going to do this thing, you are mixing it. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So when you come to church, don't just be quiet, quiet, quiet. This is not a teaching class. This is a preaching class. And in preaching, you must receive. And the sign that you are receiving is your aptness to do the thing that is being preached. Are you hearing me? I curse the spirit of witchcraft in the name of Jesus. You know, witchcraft makes you doubt God. And he makes you doubt the vessel. And without the vessel, you are not going anywhere. That's why if we don't go and preach, the sinner will not hear and be saved. The air will not preach. Birds will not preach. There's always a human vessel. That's why when you believe God, he will establish you. When you believe his prophet, he will cause you to prosper. It works hand in hand. Is it Second Chronicles chapter 20 verse 20? He said, believe in the Lord your God and ye shall be established. Believe also his prophets and ye shall what? prosper. What is prosper? Chalak. Move forward. Push forward. Take territories. Breakthrough. Amen. So it's always like that. The word of God will always come through a vessel. So if you have a problem with the vessel, you have a problem with the word. That's why Isaiah said, who has believed that report? I'm a prophet. And I'm telling them the things that are going to happen. Yet, yet they, believe, they believe me not. And they are doubting me. How are they going to receive this word? Who has believed our report? Unto whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? He, he suffered 
everything he suffered for us. But they esteem him stricken, smitten of God. So the suffering that Jesus was suffering, he's paying for his own sins. Usually you go to a place, they say, God don't punish you. I traveled to Lagos many years ago. And at that time, you know, <laughs> I, there was a dead body on the road. I don't think it's like that now. But that back, I mean, I was, I was young. And you know, when they saw the person who's dead, God punished you. How can you say that to a dead man? So like Jesus, when he was suffering, they didn't believe that he was suffering for us. So whilst he was bleeding, say, oh, God punish you. You see your head. You are receiving the recompense of reward for the things you have done. But it wasn't so. It was for us. Let me hear amen. Glory to God. So please, do not despise the vessel. It will always come through somebody. I hope you are hearing me tonight. It is somebody who will come and tell you the word of God to cause faith to arise in your heart. Then you can become whatever God wants you to be. And anybody who is sent to preach has been sent. Otherwise, he cannot stand and do the preaching. I said, he wouldn't do the preaching. Glory to God. So, you look at the story of uh, uh, Jonah in the book of, is it Jonah? God had ordained him as a preacher that through him, the whole of Assyria and Nineveh, especially that wicked city, will be saved. It was through that man and God didn't let him go until he went to deliver the message. Are you seeing what I'm saying? He told him, go down, go to Nineveh and proclaim and tell them that their sin has, is full. If they don't repent, I will come there and destroy them. You know, Jonah said, me. You know what happened? The Assyrians, they oppressed the northern kingdom. Now, after the kingdom was divided into two, the southern kingdom was Judah and Benjamin. The northern kingdom was the ten other tribes. When Samaria was destroyed, it was these same people who came to take them captive. And married them and caused Jews and Assyrians to become Samaritans. So, as for the Jews, they have a deep hatred for the Assyrians. So, when God told him, hey, go to Nineveh and preach. He said, me, I'm not going. It's not every preacher who comes to you who wants to come. He has been sent. You better receive what he has to say to you. Amen. So, God had ordained that this man should go to Nineveh and preach salvation to them. The man said, these are the people who destroyed us, cut our tongues, remove our eyes, and destroy the ten kingdoms. I will never go. But you see, when God sends a man, he has sent a man. Ah. It's not everybody who wants to preach. Because God, you must go and preach. Somebody say amen. So when they come like that, don't ever think that they are coming for something from you. It's because they've been sent. I said they've been sent. And when they have come, they have come for your deliverance and your salvation. So you know what he did? He said he wouldn't go. He fell into the sea. You know when the, 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 the storms was, was happening? He was sleeping. So the captain of the ship came. Hey, we are drowning and you are sleeping. You are very suspicious. You are, you are suspect. He said, where are you coming from? He said, I'm a Jew. I'm a, I'm a Hebrew. I'm coming from. He said, lift up your verse and pray unto your God. He said, no, I won't pray. I'm the problem. That's why I'm sleeping. Glory to God. 
So when everybody is frantically helping, you are sitting there. You know the issue. You are dangerous. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He said, look, don't worry. Throw me into the water. All your problems will stop. I'm the problem. The guys had to gather guards and throw him into the sea. And when he went into the sea, a whale swallowed him three days. I have another message on hell. We have a place called the belly of hell. That one, if you're even there, you can still be saved. He was in the belly for three days. He was in the belly of hell. But when you get to where you enter, that's it. But on the way, you can come back. That's why when you pray for some people, they are dying, they will come back. They are dying. They haven't crossed that Rubicon yet. Because when you cross, that's it. Hell is so serious, eh? Even once you are going there, God is scheming how to bring you out. That's why when you pray for somebody, they cannot die. Hey, are you hearing me tonight? You desperately pray. They cannot go to hell. Even when they are going, God will remember your prayer. Because that soul is eternally going to be damned. Let's pray. I said, let's pray. Prayer is even faith. Now we'll come to that later on. So, he gets to the city. And in the book of John, Jonah chapter 3, verse 3. He said, and Jonah arose at the word of the Lord and went into Nineveh. Now, Nineveh was a great city of three days. But you know what he did? When he got into the city, he, he, he walked for only one day and he shouted. He said, yet 40 days, this whole city will be overthrown. Now, the man, when he came, he didn't come and say, he didn't bring light for a crusade. He didn't bring dancers to come and dance to invite you. You know what we go for? You have to do so that the people will come. The man, he says, yet 40 days. This whole city will be overthrown. Yet 40 days. Instead of going three days in the city, he went only one day. He finished his ministry. He didn't preach. He said, yet 40 days. You are dead, all of you. The king, the dog, and the cow. Huh. They was going. Then, then, you know what the Bible said? He said, take your Bible. I want to show you. Go to the Jonah. Jonah chapter 3 verse 4. He said, and the people believed in the Lord their God. Hmm. And they declared a fast from the greatest to the smallest. When they heard the word, they believed and they reacted. They began to call on God. It took a man who you will save your family in the name of Jesus. A word you would say one day will change your family's destiny forever. I'm preaching to you tonight. In the name of Jesus. Have you seen it there? Is it there? Let's go. I'll, I'll wait for it. We're not in a hurry. I, I need you to look at the scripture as well. Thank you, Jesus. Siri Barika. Yeah, Jonah chapter 3 and verse 4. And Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey. Have you seen it? Jonah chapter 3 and verse 4. And he cried and said, yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. So the people of Nineveh believed God. They were. How did they believe? How did they believe? They heard. Come on, say hearing. You see how salvation came to a whole city. They heard the word and they believed the word and they began to take action. Bible said as soon as they heard it, they believed. What did they do next? They proclaimed a fast. A sign that we mean business. We are repenting of the things we have done. It was at the instance of the word. 
So salvation came to the people of Nineveh through a preacher. How else were they going to be saved? And why do you think that members of your family, people in your neighborhood, they will ever be saved if we shut our mouth? Because God has ordained that it is through a preacher that salvation will come. So this is the first example of salvation coming into somebody's life through the preaching of the word. We also heard the story of the jailer in the book of Ephesians, uh, Acts chapter 16. When Paul and Silas were jailed, when the chains got broken, Bible says at midnight they prayed and they, and, and they praised God and the chains fell off their hands. And when the man came, he said, what shall I do to be saved? So look at me, everybody. The salvation, you must do it. You, you may have heard the word. You may have heard preaching. Maybe somebody here, you hear the word. You've grown up in a Christian environment, but you've never come to a place where you have confessed Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So the, the jailer said, what must I do to be saved? He said, don't kill yourself. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You and your household shall be saved. So when he heard, he was converted. And then he was born again. So you've seen that salvation comes through hearing. That's why when you see people preaching, that is the old. Don't ever say you are preaching too much. Do you eat every day? Have you ever refused food before? No, except you are fasting. So if they don't hear, maybe you have heard it before. Like you come to church and the pastor has one powerful testimony. And he keeps sharing that testimony. And you are tired of the testimony. Why are you tired of the testimony? You are not the only person in church. Somebody just came to church. And they must hear the testimony so that they can be encouraged. So as for you, you might think you have heard, heard. We haven't heard. Somebody hasn't heard. So we don't stop talking. We don't stop declaring. We don't stop speaking. Because it is true that that salvation will ever come to somebody. Shout hallelujah. Are you following me? So we see that a man, a vessel, is being sent to Nineveh. He preaches the word. The people believe the word. And the people repent and the whole nation is saved and the preacher man is angry why will god save such wicked people they are serious they were wicked they know how to torture slaves why will god save such a wicked bunch why would he deliver them so the preacher man brought the message of salvation and he was sad that the people heard it and they were changed i pray for somebody here in jesus name you know some, some, there are some things they don't want to tell you, but you know you are catching it. How can you preach to us and say, 40 days, your city is destroyed. 40 days. What? Why? 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 He said, God says, 40 days, repent, your city is destroyed. And they responded. Wow. Ninevans. Wicked people. We must never stop preaching. We must never stop speaking to the people who are destitute, the robbers, the people who are in the underworld. They might believe even better than some people who think they are religious. Are you following me tonight? We must preach. I said we must preach. So that is the first scenario. We've seen a preacher going and by the mystery of hearing. Say hearing. Say it again. So salvation comes through your ear gates. It must come through your ear. So we must keep preaching. Amen. Don't ever get tired of radio broadcasts. If you are tired, tune to another station. Somebody may not have heard it before. And that day, they tune in, and then they hear the word preached, and then bam. So, you know, you can preach one message your whole life, and you will get the result. 
That is what Nineveh did. That, that's what uh, uh, Jonah did. He was preaching one message, one simple message. 40 days yet, 40 days yet, 40 days yet, and the whole city will be turned upside down. I'm telling you, judgment is coming. If someone was preaching like that on the street, say, oh, this people is judgmental. Why should he preach? God has two sides, love and wrath. So why do you only want to talk about? And you know, we make excuses. Why? Oh, God is love. He can't take anybody to hell. God is love. How can he, how can he do such a wicked thing? Who told you that? In the Old Testament, he was killing even the Israelites. Hello? That's why when you want to go to God, go through Jesus. Because as for Jesus, you are safe. Amen. If you try any other being, I'm telling you, you might be on the wrong side of the law. Amen. Glory to God. Are you following me tonight? Shout amen if you are following me. So, so I'm going to give you about three, four stories that has to do with things that people got through hearing. Say hearing. So I talked about salvation. That means that Nineveh got saved because of the preacher, a man through whom the hearing must come. And may God anoint somebody here in Jesus' name. That through you, many people will hear the gospel and be changed in Jesus' mighty name. So we also have healing coming through hearing. Healing coming through hearing. You know, Paul went to a city in Lystra in the book of Acts chapter 14 and verse 8. A very interesting scripture. Look at me. Miracles will take place in your life. Now, now uh, before I go on, let's just look at Galatians. I, I feel I should lay this foundation again. Go to Galatians chapter 2. Can you play something for me? Thank you. Are you taking your Bible? This, this scripture really, I'm like, wow, Lord, help me. Verse 3, chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3, verse 1, 2, and 3. Look at what it said. He said, Oh foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that ye should not obey the truth? Before whose eyes Jesus Christ had been evidently set forth, crucified among you, verse 2. He said, This only would I learn of you, received ye the Spirit by the works. Hello? He's trying to tell us how the power of God comes in a place. And how things in your life can change suddenly. Somebody say amen. He said, receive ye the spirit by the works of the law. What is the work of the law? The work of the law is to be in the flesh. Rituals. Things that you do outside that you seek to use to justify yourself spiritually. And he's saying that if you ever want to have a miracle in your life, you cannot walk in the flesh because the law works through the flesh. Amen. When I say the flesh, what do I mean? I'm saying your senses, your taste, your hearing, your sight, your touch, and your smell. These are the things through which the flesh works. Are you hearing me tonight? So what you are tasting, what you are hearing, what you are seeing, what you are touching. If you live by that, Bible says that, can you receive an anointing? Can you receive a blessing by the works of the law? In other words, can you ever receive an anointing, a blessing 
by believing your feelings? No. Glory to God. I follow what I'm saying. So when he talks about the works of the flesh or the works of the law, it's the flesh. There's your senses. We have five senses. The sixth sense is faith. That's where you must go. The things you are seeing, the things you are hearing, the things you are touching, the things you are smelling, the things you are tasting. These are the senses or the sense realm. And he's saying that, did you ever receive an anointing from the sense realm? No. But you got the anointing by the hearing of faith. So when you hear faith, you can do impossible things. And I'm going to show you a story in Lystra. Somebody who had never walked before, he leaped and jumped and walked. My God. It wasn't as if Paul touched him. As Paul was speaking, no. Come on, say Paul speaking, no. Glory to God. As the thing was coming, the word was coming. <laughs> Something entered the man. The spirit of the word entered the man. Somebody who had not walked before. Acts chapter 14 and verse 8. He said, and a certain, and you know, I'm going to talk about the woman with the issue of blood. They never mentioned their name because faith doesn't need to know who you are. He said, a certain man, a certain man at Lystra, Bible said he was what? Cripple, impotent in his feet, crippled from his mother's womb. The same, come on, say the same. As I said, the same. Take your Bible. I can quote it off hard, but for your sake, you let's let's take the Bible. I don't want to take your Bible. Go, go, go. Go to Acts chapter 40. Let's read it together. Sunday Labor Da. Acts 14 and verse 8. Is there? A certain and there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, lay being lame, being crippled from his mother's womb, who never walked. Look at me. You will change. This is a man everybody knows, born certified crippled. If you check his birth record, this man's legs, there are no muscles. It didn't develop muscle, it didn't develop bones. It can never walk. When you touch it, it's flail from his youth. A man born crippled who had never walked. He was sitting in a meeting, minding his business, and then he was hearing somebody preach. Some of these days, something is going to hit you in the name of Jesus. One of these days, I tell you, you'll be many of you just receive an anointing. Come like that. And you know, when it comes to spirituality, it's suddenly. Come on, say suddenly. You will never have an inkling of what's going to happen, but suddenly, I said suddenly, you'll be another man. You'll be another woman. Something comes upon you. So look at what happened. So Paul is preaching and this man is sitting there born lame who had never experienced walking. He's never drove a car. Never married. Never seen 100 Ghana cities in their life. Everything looked dead and finished. He was somewhere minding his business and then he began to hear a preaching. Come on, say a preaching. Like I'm preaching to you tonight. Something is going to come on you in the name of Jesus. I said something is going to come on you. He said, Bible said, the same head Paul heard. Come on, say her. Say loud. Say loud. That's why when you expose yourself to the word, you don't know what can happen. Because the wind bloweth where it listed. Thou can hear the sound thereof. But thou canst tell from where it cometh or where it goeth. Spiritual things are suddenly like that. 
Suddenly, it will just happen like that. Suddenly, suddenly there will be a change. Suddenly you will be healed like that. Because spiritual things, you can't put time on it. You can't put a position on it. It happens suddenly even when you least expect. That's what's going to happen to you. As you expose yourself to the word of God. And the accumulation is coming. They're hearing, they're hearing, they're hearing. One day you will just rise up from your place of work and say, Hey, I'm going to be an employee of labor. Can you hear me tonight at all? Am I preaching to you in the name of Jesus? So look at it. Let's go. Verse 9. The same head Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed. Are you seeing it? Look into your Bible, man. Look into it. Philly, have you seen it there? Take your time. Take your time. I want you to look into your Bible. Verse 9. Acts chapter 14, verse 9. Have you seen it there? He said, we don't look into Bibles anymore. Bible said, who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving, you see, as the man was preaching, faith was coming. The spirit of the West was coming. You see, when faith comes, eh, things will happen. Don't worry about not having faith. Just hear and hear. I said, hear and hear. When you see somebody having doing great thing, just thank God. That you to yours is coming. Why? Because you have exposed yourself to hearing. He is where he is because he exposed himself to the hearing. And as long as you keep hearing one of these days, it's going to happen. I said it's going to happen. Look at what the Bible says. Verse 9. The same had Paul speak. Who steadfastly behold him and perceiving that he had faith. How did the faith come? It came by. Have you seen it there? Now, this is a man who has never walked before. Never known how it feels to be on a leggy this bench, whatever they call. You know, when you have two legs, it's leggy this bench, right? He's never known what it feels like to be on your two feet piece and be balanced. You know, when you take your balance for granted, you don't understand that you can stand on these two pillars and you don't fall. Do you understand what it means? Glory to God. And the best things are taken for granted because you see, it's been given to us freely. That you can walk and balance yourself. He's never seen it. Every time he was a floor on the floor, crippled. Can you ever imagine that such a person would ever walk by the work of the law or by the law of flesh? Because the doctor will tell you your tibia and your what tendons and your bone formation and everything that needs to give you strength is not there. How by physical senses or by the law of the flesh are you ever going to get those things? But you know, the supernatural, it can always change everything. Today, believe. I said believe. When God tells you that you are blessed and highly favored, believe it. And begin to walk in it because it is so. The work of the flesh will not tell you so, but if you believe it, God will transition you. Uh, I feel a clap in this place. Come on. Hallelujah. Look at what happened. So who steadfastly beholding Paul and perceiving that he had faith. So as he was hearing, the faith was building up. It was building up. It was building up. It was building up. It came to a crescendo. And they knew, each other knew that uh, this is the time. The cripple knew that his time to walk had come. And Paul the preacher knew that at his word, this man would jump. Amen. Do you know that if Paul had said anything earlier, get up. The man would have looked at the back. He said, you get up. 
Because faith hasn't come. Are you hearing me today? But the whole thing worked itself to a place where the man had faith to receive. And Paul knew that he perceived. Come on, say perception. Come on, say it again, say perception. He knew by the spirit that this man's season had come. A man who had never walked was going to jump on these lame feet today. And all are the instance of the preaching of God's word. I said the preaching of God's word. Don't ever take it for granted. When a preacher is preaching, you can come to a place where your faith will come to that place. And then he will say a word and you will believe it. But if he had said it any earlier, you wouldn't have believed. You would have said, oh, he's talking to you. But the where, the preaching, the preaching. Listen, anytime we have open day, the anointing here changes. And I realize that the reason why we don't see a much of the glory is because we don't spend too much time. We don't hear a lot. If you came for the all night, it was a different service. It was different. Some of you don't know that my basic anointing is deliverance. You don't know. But under this circumstance, I cannot operate. Because we have to pray to a certain level. Come on, say level. So after we pray to a certain level, the atmosphere is released, then people can be free. But under this, you know, time, you can't operate. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. But when we had four hours, you see, so as you are hearing, I'm preaching, I'm preaching, I'm preaching, faith is coming, the spirit is accumulating. Gets to a place suddenly. Come on, say suddenly. Look at what happened next. So when Paul perceived that this guy has faith, somebody has faith. Oh, faith to walk. You don't have faith to even believe for food. What are you talking about? Somebody who has not walked before, they believe that they are going to walk. Certified lame cripple from his mother's womb who had never walked. He came to a place. Hey, I'm going to walk. What can't you believe God for? What is it so hard that you can't bring your faith to that place? My God. What is more difficult than for a lame man to jump and walk? Tonight, something is entering you in the name of Jesus. Look at it. The next verse. Okay. The next verse. Verse 9. Verse 10. Okay. Let's go back to verse 9. The same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. He leaped. He didn't look at his leg. It's like it's like a child trying to dive into water. The man has no strength in his leg. So what, what made him leap? A force lifted him up. That is a spirit. Glory to God. But all this miracle happened because he was hearing. Jesus Christ, who died for your sins. He created all things perfectly in the beginning. But sin came into the world and brought destruction. Sickness, he took it. And on the cross, he said, it is finished. They laid stripes on his back and they tore his flesh. They tore his tendon, his sinews. And his tissue were all scattered all over the place. Because he, by his stripes, we were healed. So as the man was hearing, hearing, he died for your sin. Sin is of the devil. Sin is evil. Sin is death. But you have life. You can live again. Things can change. 
ah, the man was here said, what news is this? This is good news. Ever since I was born, I've never heard anything like that. As the word was coming, he began to believe. And so when Paul shouted with a loud, get up and walk, he jumped. You will jump. You will do crazy things. Can I have an amen here? Shout hallelujah. Huh. So the man leaped a cripple at the instance of what? At the instance of what? Do you know why you are so afraid? Because the things you are hearing is programming you. Hey, pastor, it was back then. Is it not the same God? Is it not the same anointed? Why is it that you are not seeing miracles in your life? Because you have reduced the works of faith to hearing of the flesh. The things you are thinking, the things you are feeling. If you walk like that, God cannot partner. You see, that's why God is not, doesn't have pleasure in you. You can't believe his word because you are in the flesh. And when you are in the flesh, you are in the works of the flesh. That's simple as that. Come on, let me hear you, man. Joey, you understand what I'm saying? So you always have to operate on the sick, which is by exposing your... That's why every day, eh, that thing in your ear should be speaking faith to you. Not somebody's madness. And they have written it into it. And you are listening and you are saying the same thing. It's not bringing you life. It's not bringing you hope. It's not bringing you deliverance. But you are sucking it and you wonder why you are so much in the flesh. You can't even pray. You can't. When you wake up, you are so heavy. It's because you have filled yourself with things that do not profit spiritually. Are you hearing me tonight? So you expose yourself daily. Look, you have to be hearing the word. If you can't read, put it in your ear. It's audio Bible. I say audio Bible. Look, let's get serious. God's word can change us. God's word can give us hope. God's word brings us out of our place and causes us to become things and people that we never thought we would ever be. Expose yourself to the word. Let me hear you, man. So, how did this man walk? One, by what? And then he called. When Paul said, get up! With a loud word, get up! Paul didn't touch him. It was all the hearing of faith. This is your ear. May it be sanctified in the name of Jesus. This your ear. May he hear good news in the name of Jesus. This your ear. May he believe the word of God. This your ear. May he be sanctified to holy and holy things and things that are good. Say a big amen. Hallelujah. Now let, let's go to so so healing came through the word, through hearing. Then look at this woman. The woman with the issue of blood. Mark chapter 5, verse 25. Bible said, <laughs> he said. And a certain woman. Oh. Have you seen it again? This was a certain man. Now it's a certain woman. When it comes to faith, your pedigree doesn't matter. Your degree doesn't matter. Everybody can receive. Everybody can be blessed. That's why their names are not recorded. Because it doesn't matter. They don't know you. But you can become great if you believe God's word. Are you hearing me tonight? Bible said, and a certain woman with an issue of blood. 12 years, say 12 years. Caro sembre de me. Hitakos, Ibrade, Shomanapa. 12 years. And she had suffered, verse 26, she had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered. Now, 27. This is the secret. Bible said, when she heard, that Jesus was in town. Come on, say hearing. 
she came from behind and touched the hem of his, of his garment. For she said in her heart, if I may but touch his clothes, I will be made whole. How did she have faith to come all the way? I told you from the beginning that the word would always come to a man. Come on, come on let me hear you, amen. amen. Because God must send a preacher. So you see, in this case, it was Paul. This case, it was Jesus himself. He had heard that there's a monitor who can do miracles. That's why I told you that faith can also help your faith. That's why some that we bring certain people here to boost your faith. Amen. It's not that the word is not powerful. You need some people who are notorious for certain things. Shout amen. When they lay hands on you, know, so power is coming upon you. They are known and they are notorious. That's why we bring them every now and then to this place to help boost your faith. So she had heard that Chale, 12 years, doctors chop money. Oh man, can you imagine? You have issue of blood. Go and lie on the bed. You wear gloves. I mean, the discomfort that is associated with such a thing. Are you here tonight? Now, if you have any issue, God is going to heal you tonight. You know, you can't say, you can't tell. Can you believe our word tonight? Can you receive the word tonight? I said, God is going to heal you because, you see, you can't even say it. By the time you get home, it's gone. I see this amen because, you see, what I'm saying, you are not. <laughs> but faith is coming. Shout hallelujah. I said, faith is coming. If I may but touch his clothes, I will be made whole. So she came from behind and touched when she heard. Come on, say hearing. Faith cometh by. Now she had heard about Jesus. And she came and touched her garment. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. I want us to spend some time in prayer. Lift your voice and pray in the name of Jesus. Faith cometh by hearing.